The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss marketing success through differentiation. Joining us is Oren Hoffman, who is the CEO of SafeGraph and the former CEO and co-founder of LiveRamp. SafeGraph is a geospatial data company that provides high-quality data on physical places to organizations like Cisco, Domino's, Citizens Bank, and more. So far this week, Oren and I talked about data priority differentiation for marketers, and yesterday we talked about the data ecosystem and accessibility predictions. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about whether every tech company is an ad tech company. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Oren Hoffman, the CEO of SafeGraph. Oren, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Oh, thank you, Benjamin. Happy to be here. Excited to have you back on the show. So far this week, we've talked about what are the priorities for marketers in terms of their usage of data. And yesterday, we talked about what's happening in the ecosystem with privacy, regulations, platform, and this notion of privacy tech or the technology associated around using data in a safe way. I keep hearing, not to take a departure from that conversation, but I keep hearing that every tech company needs to be a media company. We all need content. Everybody needs to start their own podcasts. I think HubSpot's a great example of this. They produce a ton of content and it's leading to business growth. And we're all kind of going that direction, which kind of infers that, well, we should all be focused on organic growth and not performance marketing. But then there's this whole side of the technology and ad tech. That's an easy way to grow your business. Talk to me about whether every company shouldn't necessarily just be a media company. Should every company be an ad tech company? Well, certainly every company is a media company. Not every tech company, but every company, period, is a media company. And nowadays, most people are their own little media companies, too. Certainly, if you're a politician or a lawyer, you're in the services business or something like that, you're probably your own little media company. Ad tech is a little weird. If you think of ad tech companies, there's usually two kind of pieces to think about. There are companies that are much more closer to the ad part on the continuum, and there's companies that are much more closer to the tech part. If you invested in ad tech over the last 20 years, broadly, just as an index, and you were an angel investor, you would have done incredibly well. You love the words programmatic. Anywhere on the ad tech spectrum, yeah, you would have done very, very well. However, if you just invested on the ad side, you would have done marginally okay, but not great. 
probably worse than the S&P 500 or kind of maybe tracking the S&P 500. If you invested on the tech side of ad tech, you would have done extraordinarily well. And I think that's probably true going forward. The tech side of ad tech is going to be a continually good place to invest. The ad side of ad tech may not be the best place to be. So I don't want to have you name names or, or call it specific companies, but can you give me examples of what would be an ad company in ad tech and what would be a tech company in ad tech? It kind of depends on if you're really creating real tech or not. And a lot of companies in quote unquote ad tech, even companies that call themselves tech companies don't have much tech and they're packaging things or they're redoing things or they're putting things in or they're a bunch of sales people who are doing stuff. Middleware. Not necessarily middleware is real tech. So if they're real middleware, that's actually probably the closest to real technology. Middlemen. Uh, yeah, middlemen. So yeah, if you're a broker, if you're just a broker or something like that, then you might be much closer to the ad side of things. Not to say those are necessarily bad businesses. Some of them have become really good businesses. But as an investor, you would have done way better if you invested in the tech side of ad tech and not the ad side of ad tech. I guess there's still a little gray area for me where I'll use Google as an example. Google is an advertising company. You could buy ads through Google. They deliver the ads. You can use them to make the creative as well. They're obviously a tech company. They've got data sources and the ability to serve the ads and all of that. You know, is Google, as an example, an, an ad company or a tech company? They're certainly a tech company. Google has some of the best engineers and some of the best technology that's out there. If you think of companies like a, the Trade Desk is certainly a tech company, LiveRamp is certainly a tech company. So there's a lot of companies that are much more on the tech side, but then there have been historical companies that have been on the ad side. Some of them had good exits, some of those ad companies, and then maybe later got shut down or something like that. But a lot of them maybe became agencies or other types of things, which became fine businesses, but they weren't like long-term sustainable changing businesses that would be like necessarily great investments. I was just going to say that is I can't think of what an ad company is other than they're the producers of the creative. And so to me, my head went to, okay, are the ad companies agencies? Most companies in ad tech are actually more on the ad side. There's some tech in there, but they're probably overweighted on the ad side. But there are a small number of companies and usually the ones that have the better outcomes that are more on the tech side. So if we go back to the original question, whether every company should be an ad tech company, my understanding is even the companies that are calling themselves ad tech companies, they're most of the time not actually tech companies. They're just ad companies. So if the notion is, yes, every company should be an ad tech company, great, but it doesn't seem like even the ad tech industry is living up to that standard of actually having ad and tech. So do you still answer yes to every company should be an ad tech company? I don't think every company should be an ad tech company. I don't think it makes sense to be selling ads for most companies. It's really about whether are you Instacart and you decide like that's going to be a core source of your revenue. And yeah, if you're a big marketplace like Instacart or Airbnb, or something like that, then yeah, maybe it does make sense to monetize that. But for most companies that aren't huge marketplaces, just stick to your core product, like running extra ads is probably could yield a few points in margin to your company, which is nice, but there's probably a lot of other things that you should be doing instead. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. 
But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. A lifetime ago, I worked at eBay, and my first day was the 10-year anniversary at the company. So basically, I got there at the peak, and it was all downhill upon my arrival. That said... That was not your fault. It probably was, actually. It's a great company, (laughs) and the the eBay alumni is strong. I'm a proud member. But there was always this internal debate of, we're this unique marketplace with this great brand and this sort of fun ecosystem of buyers and sellers, but there's an opportunity to grow the business by including ads. And it was always a question of, what does the street want, and can we drive short-term revenue with advertising, or should we focus on the core product? And I agree with you of like, at some point, eBay got large enough where it was too much to turn away the advertising portion of their business, right? They had so many pages that weren't going to convert. It just made more sense to throw an ad on them. Is it always the case that as your company scales, then you start actually thinking about providing advertising as a revenue channel, which hopefully makes you an advertising or an ad tech company or... I think as companies get bigger, they're always layering on more channels. So, you know, Apple recently announced they're going to have a buy now, pay later piece of their business. And obviously that's going to be a massive business for Apple. And it's probably going to be extremely great for Apple, but it's nothing to do with the core mission of Apple in a way, but it is a great revenue driver for the company. And as companies get bigger, they can always layer on more things. And yes, it might make sense to layer on some ad tech stuff to do great, but it's not going to be the core reason why your company exists. You know, you mentioned Apple, and and this is a little bit of a departure from the topic for today, but I do want to pick your brain because I think you're a person that would really know this space and have an interesting answer to this question. Apple restricted access to data for lots of companies, specifically Facebook, and they've made it harder for marketers to buy targeted performance advertising Do you think that Apple being a technology company will become more of an ad tech company? Will they build their own ad platform and allow marketers to market through the Apple ecosystem as opposed to going through Google and Facebook? I don't know. And it's always hard to make predictions about a particular company like Apple, because, you know, in these types of things, it's probably these strategic decisions, even though they're important, are probably not made by the CEO. They could be made by many, many layers below the CEO. And there may be many different people who are making those decisions that have very divergent opinions or very divergent needs. 
So it is very hard to make a prediction about a company when it's not core to their mission. And I think in this case, advertising, again, it could be a very, very nice business for Apple, but it's probably not the core most important thing that they're going to be doing. It's funny because they're set up well to be able to do it. They obviously have access to all the data in the world. They've restricted data access to lots of companies. So now they've got this proprietary advantage. Marketers still want to market and still want to pay to promote their stuff, but it seems like it is counterintuitive to lots of at least Apple's marketing being so privacy centric and privacy focused. And, you know, all kudos to them for caring about the end consumer. Yeah. I mean, is this, are there people in the company who are probably big proponents of doing that? I'm sure. And are there people who don't want to do it in the company? I'm sure that's true as well. And they'll work it out between themselves. So making a prediction, I think, is very difficult to do on these types of things. Well, as a marketer boy, I hope there's somebody at Apple that's sticking up for us and providing the idea for Apple becoming an ad tech vendor as well. And be great to be able to market your podcast. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, you can't buy ads for your podcast, right? If you want to get more viewers, you just have to keep creating good content and hope people hear about it. It's all a black box to us. And that's honestly the big reason why I'm like, Apple, open up the ecosystem. Why can't I buy an ad for the podcast app store? I'd love to give you my money. I'd love to buy more of my audience. But for now, we got to go the organic channel. Anyway, Oren, I, I know that we're time strapped. I appreciate you making enough time for the podcast. Thanks for coming on and being my guest and talking a little bit about data tech, ad tech, and the data ecosystem. Great to be here. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Oren Hoffman, the CEO of SafeGraph, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Oren, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Oren, A-U-R-E-N, or you can visit his company's website, which is safegraph.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.